T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Home and home. We got Dean Blandino. Love Dean Blandino for so many reasons, including, you know, you watch Dean Blandino. He's a good-looking guy. He dresses nice. Like, I don't know if Dean Blandino's single or has 20 kids, but I think Dean Blandino's been on some first dates in his life. Dean, I love the hat. Ross Tucker, Jason Mertides, always great to talk with you. Do you have something that's a deal-breaker for you, Dean, in terms of a first date? Well, I was listening to the end of your story, and I've never been on a first date where she didn't smile. So that might have something more to do with you than her, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But for me, the first the first date deal breaker is if she she says hashtag Des caught it. For me, then it's over. Ah. Then, then she can't. <laughs> or if she complains about officiating Dean. Yeah, exactly. She's like, what's what's with that blindside block rule? I'm like, I can't do this. We, we're... Do you even, so Dean, Dean, what is your deal? Are you single, married? I have no idea. I am, yeah, I'm divorced. I have two boys, so I'm I'm single, but I'm very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good right now. I'm not ready to jump back into the dating pool at this point. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I wonder if you even, I, I wonder if you even tell people what you do for, I mean, I guess you have, if you're on a date with somebody that you, yeah, be like, I can't tell you. Like, what are you in the mob? You know, I mean, you gotta tell exactly. them what you do. Yeah, C, C, DEA. You know, I'm yeah, very. I tell you, but I gotta kill you if I do. All right, exactly. so Dean. Uh, we spent a decent amount of time at the start of the show talking about the XFL. You know me, I love football. I'm excited for it. There's a bunch of new rules. I I know that you are the head of officiating for the XFL. How much? Did you have a say in the creation of these rules or was this all before that and you're just there to help the guys implement them? Yeah, it was a combination. They had, before I came on board, they had done a lot of research and came up with these kind of the, we're going to innovate and reimagine the game. And and it was things that you're going to see, like the kickoff is going to look different and a three-point try. And then there were some things that, that, we discussed when I came on board and for one reason or another, you said, you know what, this isn't going to work. Um, so it was a combination of things. They had a pretty good idea of the things they wanted to do, but then I had, I had a lot of input when I get on board because obviously you want to, you want to reimagine the game and make it more exciting, but you have to be able to officiate these things consistently. So that's where my input really, really focused on. Hey, Dean, when, a lot of times when leagues are making these kind of decisions and figuring out, what they want to implement. They, they have some research to show this is what the fans want. Here's the yeah. rub. Here's the problem areas. Did you guys have research, number one? And what, was it one of those kind of think tanks when they came up with these rules of, hey, guys, no idea is a bad idea here. Let's throw everything out. Maybe we find gold. Some of these, will you tweak rules along the way? Or are these set for the entire season? Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of a think tank. They talked to a lot of fans. They looked at other rules, you know, whether it's college, NFL, 
And and one of the things that that we heard from the fans is is the downtime. There there is a lot of downtime during a football game, NFL game, three hours, six minutes on average, and you you have only roughly 16 minutes of actual football. So so how do we reduce that downtime? And that was the big thing, and that's why the league went with a 25 second play clock. So the pace is going to be quicker, and that pace of play we feel like. Um, will will add plays to the game. And that's what people want. They want more plays. They don't want standing around. They don't want more commercial breaks. And uh, and so there was a lot. And it was like that. You know, no idea is a bad idea. Let's let's talk about it, vet it. And uh, and let's come up with a way to make the game, you know, even more exciting. So we're talking with Dean Blandino. He's the head of officiating for the XFL, which kicks off tomorrow. There's a lot of different rules, Dean. You know, the kickoffs, the punts, extra points, overtime. What Do you have a favorite? Do you have the one that you think, wow, this is awesome. The NFL should definitely implement this? I think, you know, right away we're going to see the kickoff. And, and I really like what the league did with the kickoff. They said, okay, when the returner, on average, when the returner catches the football, where where are where's the coverage team and where is the return team? And on average, they were at around the 35 and the 30. So they said, okay, at the start of the play, let's put them there. And so you'll have 10 coverage team players on the 35. You'll have return 10 return team players on the 30. They can't move from their line until the ball is touched or if it hits the ground after three seconds, and then they go and it looks more like a scrimmage play. And so it keeps the return in the game and it reduces those, those high impact collisions that you see with the big run-up. So, so I think that's something I'm really interested to see how it works. And I think that's something that the NFL college will look at because as we all know, the kickoff has been something they've, they've looked at in the past because of a higher rate of injury. And, uh, and I think this could be something that, uh, you know, going forward could be, could be an alternative. So how do they do onside kicks? And what happens if it's not an onside kick and the guy just kicks it short or it's a squib kick? I'm confused as to what happens if it's not a traditional deep kick. Yeah, so the ball has to cross the 20 in the air. So if it doesn't, it's just, it's a dead, it's an illegal kick. And the, and the return team gets the ball all the way at the, at the kicking team's 45-yard line. So you have, to, you have to make the 20 in the air, and that, that prevents the squib or something, you know, you know, trying to hit it into that group of players and then creating a scrum. If you want to go onside, you have to declare before the kick that you're going onside, so there's no surprise. And then it looks more like a traditional onside kick with the 10 yards between the two teams and we'll give the kicking team a five-yard run-up. The, the NFL got rid of the run-up, um, but in the XFL, you'll have a five-yard run-up, but it'll be a 10-yard difference. You know, the restraining lines will be 10 yards apart. Dean, I'm sure you guys saw in, in your research, too, that one of the frustrations maybe with the NFL is the, the amount of penalties waiting for the yellow flag to hit the field on any given play. It's almost like you're holding off to celebrate until you know there's no flags. Um, and then... Part of that is going to be educating the players, the officials, obviously, the teams on these rules. Did the league yeah. go about educating the players? Did you meet with each team individually with, with a group of officials to explain here's what's allowed, here's what's not, to limit the amount of penalties because you don't want those stoppages and waiting for penalties to happen all the time? 
Yeah, absolutely. Certainly penalties are, you know, stoppages in play. And we can't we can't artificially manufacture the number of fouls in a game. But but what we're telling our officials is we don't want to be overly technical. Player safety fouls, we have to enforce those. But again, we don't we don't want to be overly technical on formations. We want to we want to warn if possible. But certainly, if something creates an advantage, we have to we have to call it. And we did. We met with all the teams. We had training camp in Houston, and uh, we met with all the teams. Went through video. We've been sending videos out probably since April and and sharing different. Here, here's how we're going to officiate hits on the passer, defenseless players, low blocks, things like that. So that everybody can be on the same page, you know, when we kick off on Saturday this weekend, and uh, and again, uh, we 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 don't want to be overly technical, and uh, and we hope that that will you know will keep the foul numbers down. But again, the two teams will decide how many fouls there are in the game. All right, so Dean, uh, replay is always a big one. I, I've read where it's going to be the college model, where it's not coaches' challenges. It's, you know, someone, an in-booth operator at the stadium with the exception of the last five minutes where he then can act as a sky judge, which allows him to help overturn things that even aren't reviewable. In your mind, because obviously we compare everything to the NFL, Dean, can you give us the pros and cons of college model versus coaches challenge model and then pros of cons of sky judge versus no sky judge as you see it yeah i think look the nfl model with the coaches challenge the benefit to that is it limits the number of reviews you know outside two minutes non-scoring plays non-turnovers it's on the coach they have a limited number of challenges and they're tied to a timeout so so on average in the nfl last year about 1.6 reviews per game the college model you, you have more. You're at 2.1, 2.2 per game because there's no limit. It's the replay official. You're not tied to a timeout. So, so but what, what the college model, the benefit is, is that a coach may be out of a challenge. We saw that with New England this year where, where they didn't have a challenge. It was outside two and they weren't able to fix an obvious mistake. Well, the college model doesn't have that issue because it's the replay official always. You know, the sky judge, we felt that was important, not throughout the game. We're not looking to reofficiate the game in replay, but there are situations late in the game that can have a significant impact and it may not be reviewable. And we wanted our replay official to be able to provide input like any other member of the crew. And obviously the replay official has the ability to look at video and has additional resources. So we, we felt that was important to to make sure that the game is decided and and not decided by by a, an incorrect call by the officials on the field. Dean, how are you sleeping? Because you only get one chance to make that first impression, and yeah. there's a lot of rule changes, and, and this is a different product, and you're coming into your opening weekend. You don't want any controversy. You want the games to and the players to dictate who wins and who loses, and it, it's – it's a tough endeavor. You're, it's football, but it's not the NFL. And, you know, you have a lot of rules in place. How uh, how stressed are you guys kind of going into this in this opening weekend? There's a lot of fanfare and uh, going to be a lot of eyeballs this weekend. Yeah, obviously, it's the first it's the, uh, the opportunity to make a first impression. And I know Ross didn't make a very good impression on that date when the girl was smoking. But <laughs> we, we, 
we we obviously we we're aware of that that people are going to tune in even they're going to tune in this weekend just because it's new and then they're going to come away with that impression positive or negative and and we want to make sure we feel really good because of the preparation that that has gone into this and the education on the officiating side the players the coaches and so while there is obviously that that concern about how it's going to go we feel really comfortable and confident that it's going to go well. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just more specifically, I just want that first kickoff to go off without a hitch, no penalties. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. All right. So Dean, two quick ones. We'll get you out of here. Really appreciate the time. Uh, one is, you know, I have a, a, a sports betting podcast, even money podcast. that's here on the radio.com app available and one of my good bets for the Super Bowl was under 13 and a half penalties in the Super Bowl because there's a belief that they tell those guys to let them play when you get to the Super Bowl. Now, you just said for the XFL that you don't want them to be too technical. You want, you know, you don't want there to be a lot of stoppages formationally and stuff like that. Is it true, Dean, that for the playoffs and maybe the Super Bowl in particular, that the NFL tells the officials to let them play a little bit more? You know, in my experience, when I was in that position, I never told the officials, hey, we're going to let them play today. But I think there's, there is some kind of a subconscious that goes on when you get into those games because the numbers, you can't dispute the numbers. You know, you're averaging 2019, you're averaging 16 fouls a game in the regular season. In the postseason, that goes down to about 12 and a half. So, so those three and a half fouls, they go somewhere. And, and I think that goes into the psyche. There's a couple of things. You know, are the teams better? Yeah, they're the better teams. It's win or go home. So you're going to be less likely to commit a stupid penalty and know that that 15 yards can impact your season. But the thing is, you know, in that, that subconscious, those officials do tend to, at times, not want to inject themselves into the game because of the magnitude I think we saw that in the Super Bowl where they did let them play a little bit. But that that has an impact because if one team is pushing the envelope and the officials are letting them play, then that team is going to gain the advantage. And so we always tell the officials we're not letting them play. We just we don't want to be overly technical. We don't want ticky tack fouls. We want the fouls to be there. But we have to make sure that we call fouls so that the game is decided fairly. All right, so last one, Dean, and we were talking earlier about first dates. This is a little awkward because I'm not the one that broke up with you or you didn't break up with me, but I am speaking for the NFL right now. What does it take to get you back? We want you back, man. We need you back. Is there anything we can do to get you back? I, I appreciate that. Look, I love the NFL. I started at the NFL as a 23-year-old intern and spent, you know, the majority of my career there. Um, you know, I'm always, I, I always want to help the NFL. I love what I'm doing now. I love Fox Sports. I love being able to do podcasts and other things. But look, I, I'm again love what I'm doing, but I'm always there for the NFL. So uh, you know, we can we can talk offline about that. <laughs> Awesome. Dean, you're the man at Dean Blandino on Twitter. 
He is all over Fox Sports. Every time I'm even watching a college football game, Dean pops up there. I don't know. I don't know I'm how they get big. on every- I'm very big in like Iowa and Nebraska. That Those are my people, my fans. It's unbelievable. No matter what game I'm watching, it all of a sudden, Big Ten Network, FS1, Fox, it's Dean. Unbelievable. You do a great job, Dean. Uh, you know how we feel about you. Thanks so much for coming on Home and Home. Thanks, guys. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.